like Brent Laurie and I bet I could watch you smack your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Yeah, he's Oatmeal Storm. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Resting Pitch Face. Today is the final day of the Nats regular season, but it's not ours. You can catch us on our website, restingpitchface.com. That's got convenient links to a lot of things I'm going to say right now, like our Twitter, Resting Pitch Face with no G, our email, restingpitchface at gmail.com, our merch store, if you ever want to check out some of our tote bags or... Stickers? Other stuff that we have, stickers, not our good stickers, but others. Some very um, insecure stickers now that you called them not good. Yeah, wow. I think wow. the ones on our Zazzle store are good. They're just not the ones that everybody wants now that Jen Rubenstein posted a picture <laughs> of them on their laptop, and now everybody wants those. Yeah, I was going to say, those <laughs> stickers are underappreciated, and I think that their FWAR is actually better than their like media coverage would suggest. I'm Sydney. <laughs> I'm Laura. I'm Kay. Um, We're having an interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I said, the Nats regular season ended today, so it's kind of left us all a little like, Whoa. yeah. That's what I'm. Go- that's what I'm going to blame it on. Um, Can you make that noise again? <laughs> that is the sound of somebody who has put baseball chaos up their nose. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a Muppet scream. <laughs> That's it's the, the new. It's the new um, Philadelphia mascot. Oh, gritty! Oh my god! I was scared of him for about five hours, and now I've decided I love him forever. I have to say the 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 stock photos with gritty um, photoshopped into them as a horror movie <laughs> are amazing. I, mean, I I want to see him somehow, some way, man, menace Dan Colco. Oh my like, god, please. Next stop time. smearing things on Dan Colco. Let's menace Dan Colco. We could do some Phillies, of our own. Don't the Phillies usually have first of all, yes, please do that. Second of all, don't the Phillies usually have those like strange mascot conventions on the field? Frequently. So I feel like the odds that we're gonna see yeah. this mascot and that this mascot is gonna menace Dan Colco are pretty significantly oh, non zero. And that FP is gonna talk about it a lot. Do we think that FP is going to rate it scarier or less scary than Mr. Met? Less scary. His thing with Mr. Met is like on its own level. I mean, Mr. Met is legitimately terrifying. So I'm like (laughs) with him on that. Um, Uh, uh, Gritty is sort of, I know all mascots sort of have unblinking eyes, but his are especially unblinking. And they rotate. They're googly. He looks like Jakob Voracek, which is the meanest thing I've ever said about a human being. <laughs> is he um, a Philly? Uh, he's a flyer. Okay, the they're flyer. Sort of like a, 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 a sort of they specialize in gingers, is what I will say. Um, they have to match their jerseys, right? They're orange, right? Yeah, they're yeah. orange, and and they have to match. And you know what? It's been a couple of years since I seriously uh, followed hockey, so I'm gonna make sure that Jakob Voracek is still like alive. Uh, he is, and he looks like Gritty. Uh, so what I'm hearing is that v- Voracek? Yeah, Voracek. What I'm hearing is that Voracek looks like the hockey Justin Turner. Yes, they all look like Giroux looks like the hockey Justin Turner. Um, Voracek does. Uh, Shane gots to spare Gustitis something or other. What? Uh, his name is is it it looks like Gus says to be here. Oh, actually. that dude. Yeah, I've no, I'm seen actually. That written. Yeah, is that no. pronounced more like gastroenteritis? Is that what uh, I'm getting here? Yes. 
Uh, ghost bear is actually what it is. I thought he was a ginger. He is actually not a ginger. Uh, but they did have a third ginger on there for a while. Um, but yeah, the flyers are are a team of gingers, and now they have a ginger mascot who is ginger terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, For those just tuning in, we are, yes, technically a baseball podcast. <laughs> Don't be confused, please. I think the Flyers should have to use the word ginger like the word smurf. <laughs> no? Nothing? Okay. Oh, I don't oh, get I, it. What do you mean by use it like the word smurf? And then I was like, oh, right. The way smurfs talk, not people using the word smurf to mean something I don't else. get it. Did you never watch the Smurfs cartoon? I grew up without cable. We've established this. Why? What did they do? Oh, Oh no! They they just use the word Smurf. It would be like I'm so Smurfy to see you or something. Yeah, like that. it was. Just, <laughs> don't watch the Smurf cartoon. Imagine That's awful. how you use the word like you can use the word uh, fuck as every part of speech. It was like that, but with Smurf. Oh mm-hmm. oh yeah. So I'm. It would have been a much different show if it was <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm sure someone's dubbed that over. <laughs> There's actually a Chrome extension that does it for you. That changes it to Smurf or fuck. Either one. Pick your favorite. Well, there, yeah, there, you, there are Chrome extensions that you can change any word into anything if you want to, right? Or anything. Yeah, you can just have there. There's it's. I think it's a pretty simple code that you can just swap in whatever you want, where it changes, you know, every reference to a particular word to any other word that you want. I'm blanking on what the really funny one was that I saw. Uh, millennials to snake people. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but I like and, it. And uh, the recession as the time of sh- of shedding and, and cold rocks. <laughs> the New York Times, uh, one of their writers had that extension, and they didn't catch it on the copy edit, so they published a story on millennials that Being... still had them referred to as snake people. I mean, I feel like a snake person. Um, I am going to get a Chrome extension that ca- changes uh, baseball to chaos demons. Because, yes. yes, today has been just straight up chaos demons we started before the show that it was a question of like okay how much baseball chaos are we actually at are we at like a 20 percent baseball chaos we're at like a 75 percent baseball chaos but no 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 we are at full baseball chaos at least as far as the nl is concerned right the al straightened itself out pretty normally right the al turned out normal the nl turned out to be a disaster or the opposite. I think the opposite. I I dig it. This is the scenario that we have been waiting for since they changed all the rules mumble mumble years ago. I don't remember <laughs> when that was. 2012. <laughs> like this is what we've all been waiting for and the fact that I don't it hasn't happened yet is kind of shocking to me, right? Um, I mean, this is pretty improbable like to have the NL West and the NL Central tied you know with with teams with exactly the same record didn't have uh, to worry about it in the nl east <laughs> uh we came in second i know we're eight games behind the the yeah. uh barbs but like we came in second yeah i mean it, it's sort of a something of i know i've been like oh god it's gonna be a 500 season we all need to like reconcile ourselves to that fact but i'm like y'all we came in second like, please stop acting like we're the Mets. Like, I know the outcome is effectively the same, but yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. back to the baseball chaos. Sydney is, I think, the most excited of all of us. I am so excited about playing a one-game series to play a one-game series to get into the playoffs. Like, bottle that, sell it, rub it on my face. It's supposed to rain in L.A. tomorrow. <laughs> I just, so so how many days a year does it rain in L.A.? 
like five now. Only on the Rockies. <laughs> what are the odds on any given day between March and October that it's going to rain in LA? Low. I it's probably like ten percent at at the highest, right? It's a drought. I mean, they're they're only like just pulling themselves out of the drought in Southern California. So. Yeah, they're they're having essentially the opposite of what we're having here. We stole all their water. We oh, basically yeah, stole did. all their I water. Thought, I thought Nestle, Nestle stole, stole all their water <laughs> and the almond <laughs> trees, but like, yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I work with somebody who's out actually uh, near where the Rancho Cucamonga quakes play. Um, that in is the a inland, wonderful name. It is. Um, in the Inland Empire, um, and basically, he's just like, eh, it's rained, it rained in April, so fairly recently. <laughs> I'm just like, uh oh, <laughs> what? Oh, that, that took me a minute. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? And he's like, you know, it's been you know, a little while. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh my god, it rained Friday here. It, 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 no, sun Thursday. That's like the longest stretch without rain we've had. It has never stopped raining. I. Mm, mm -mm. We did you realize we passed Seattle and London at the beginning of the month? Oh my god, we have had uh, as much rain as we normally get in a year. To already like we had it as of August. Yeah, like we are well past our the record here. Um, we're making records. We're actually probably not making them, but like close. Uh. Um, well, you know, considering that we got a little bit blamed for having to do this game 163 thing, because they were going to start Scherzer today, but then they didn't as of late last night because Rizzo Rizzoed um, and was like, eh, F it. I mean, honestly, F it, but like, bet Max was pissed. I, he probably know, was. But at the same time, I think he was kind of on the fence. I, I would imagine he was kind of annoyed about not making the decision himself, if anything. Mm -hmm. But it sounded like he was kind of on the fence because what he said was he would pitch if it had playoff implications and not if it didn't. And that says to me that he was waffling because for him to even admit that he wasn't 100% put me in skip, he must not have been sure he wanted to. And so they brought up the fact that, one, um, Scherzer's stats at Coors Field are actually not very good. Um, so everyone being like, well, the Rockies wouldn't have won if Scherzer was in. And I'm just like, he's a, and I know ERA, blah, 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 flawed state, stat. He has an ERA above five at course. I mean, everyone else does too, but like, right. but it's not like he has an ERA of two at course. Yeah. Um, and like, the, I, you know, it's not some magical thing that, it, you know, it's a guaranteed, uh, loss of sure, you know, for the other team of Scherzer pitches. It's likely, but like not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing is, uh, they also brought up the fact that he's thrown maybe 150 or so more pitches than the next highest pitcher in baseball yeah. this season. Yeah. And so he's thrown an extra game essentially. Can I, can I actually ask, has he missed a start all year? I don't think so. I'm trying to remember, but I don't think he's missed a single start. No, I, don't believe they he pushed has. him back a couple times and shuffled up, but yeah. I don't think he was actually skipped yeah. a single time. I think yeah. he was just shuffled. And like I think there's there've been a couple games where he came out earlier than he would have liked. Mm -hmm. Um but like yeah, if you strike guys out, you're gonna throw more pitches than if you don't. Mm -hmm. Like that's just facts. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm also kind of like 150 pitches is an entirely other game. 
And God, Rockies, Dodgers, we don't care about you that much. And I mean, Ian Desmond. I, I, I care about Ian Desmond, but I care about one Rocky. <laughs> I can name one Rocky. Oh, you can name Nolan Arenado. That's true. I can and Charlie him. Blackman, and yeah. <laughs> And a bunch of others, but like I, I, in all of this, I'm like I want Ian Desmond to be happy, but like we, it, it, much like with the Cubs, we genuinely do not care about you that much. <laughs> um, the Dodgers were like, "Hey, could you have put Scherzer in to benefit us?" And we're like, "You guys beat us in the playoffs two years ago." Like, yeah, like why would we want? Like I don't actively wish to harm the Dodgers. I don't. I'm not carrying that around still, unlike say the Cardinals. But I don't want to help the Dodgers. I just don't care. They can take care of their own business. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm just kind of right. like, y'all, you guys are the ones who let it get down to this at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Sorry we made a pitching change on the last day of the year to not involve our star pitcher, who we frankly, like need to think about for next year and not overusing him yeah. like and not yeah. overtaxing him because he is not and and laura don't hate me he's not getting younger um, no he's not getting younger and i i'm not gonna hate you for that but yeah. frankly no i mean he's he's worth more to me than every dodgers mm-hmm. season pretty combined the- yeah i think that's a safe <laughs> statement oh by the way um the math comes out if you use monthly averages which are an overestimate um, for October because it's one of the less rainy months, um, you get less than 1% chance of rain on any given day in LA. And yet the baseball chaos demon gods have, have spoken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody made some kind of baseball ca- chaos demon sacrifice to invoke this, and mm-hmm. I just hope they're enjoying what they've wrought. Sydney, what's in your closet? <laughs> a bunch of beheaded rubber chickens, but they were there anyway, and I don't appreciate your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> you know who this is? It's Mike Trout. He's controlling the weather. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It makes such the demeanor, the cackiness is just a cover. Yeah, because he's actually a chaos demon. Yes, or a weather he, god, or a weather god. And he's like no one. He's like Thor, but no one must know. Por qué no los dos? <laughs> I mean, weather gods can definitely. They, there's definitely chaos in weather. I could see mm-hmm. weather gods and chaos gods being similar. But he's just, this is his secret identity. Oatmeal <laughs> is the secret identity. And in, and at night he's just like, ha, 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 where can I make it rain? Yeah, he's Oatmeal Storm. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name now, Oatmeal Storm. Also his porn name. So, <laughs> ew, no, <laughs> I'm ewing for multiple different reasons. <laughs> it, it has layers, Kay. <laughs> that joke has has layers. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I think I think that you know we're getting the we're getting the postseason we deserve, and by we I mean baseball fans everywhere because like I don't care about the Dodgers that much. I don't care about the Rockies that much, other than Ian Desmond. I care about him a lot, but like Cubs, Brewers, eh, someone I mean, beat I care the, about the Brewers now again for the same reason because Geo, <laughs> yeah, who pitched really well today actually, Yay. yeah. Um, so he helped the Brewers help themselves out and they help themselves out by playing Detroit, but like Gio also <laughs> pitched five, five shutout innings against Detroit, but it still counts. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Um, it counts. I mean, it, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, sure. The Brewers, the Brewers are, we've talked about the Brewers. I want Gio to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem with the the teams going into the playoffs is that several of them have someone I really love and then someone I really despise. So it's hard for me, at least, to be like, oh, I really want this team to, like, do really well. I don't know who I hate on the Brewers. Uh, hater? Josh Hater? Oh, da- God damn it. This is my problem. I sometimes get the Brewers and the Twins mixed up, and by sometimes, I mean literally all the time. <laughs> they are yeah. not the same. I know that they are not the same. And they're both in the middle somewhere. <laughs> my brain goes, obviously, they're the same team. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't want Hater to be happy. Um, I'm but actually I do want be- Geo to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I have a fondness for Christian Yelich, as does everyone at this point. Mm-hmm. Like we we wanted to send the helicopter for him. I'm and glad we did. He's in a better place, like emotionally, <laughs> baseballally. Um, I you know, spiritually, he's, he's gonna be NL MVP this year. Like, if he's not, Probably. they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. We want these people to be happy, but how much do we want them to be happy? Do we, like, who do we actually want to go the distance? How far do we want all these various teams to get? I think it may be a, a good place to start from here. Like, uh, I think the AL's probably the easier starting place. Because they didn't have insanity. They didn't have chaos. They chaos. do have my... The same kind of thing I was just saying, honestly. So Boston, I'm rooting for everybody but domestic abuser Stephen Wright. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of Red Sox fans who are assholes. <laughs> but, like, the team, other than Stephen Wright, the players on the team are incredibly lovable. I mean, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley, Benintendi, all those guys are so much fun to watch. That I'm like, well, if you like cross out the domestic abuser then i love all the rest of them but you can't cross out the domestic abuser so i mean i would like to (laughs) just from baseball just be like but as long as they don't i know (laughs) i can't so that's what's going on with boston and then cleveland is of course cleveland and i have nothing against the individuals on the team but i have everything against Oh, is he on there? Okay, yeah. I have a lot against Trevor Bauer. Other than him, I have nothing against the individuals on the team, but the fact that, like, the Indians are still called the Indians, and, like, th- so I can't root for them. Um, I want Francisco Houston. Lindor to be happy, and I want Mookie Betts to be happy. And then Houston. I yeah. don't want to be rewarded for cashing in on a low-trade-value domestic abuser. Mm-hmm. So, unless the Red Sox unexpectedly throw Steven Wright into the sun, I don't really have a division winner in the AL that I want to win anything. But you could root for the A's. Yes. You know? So I guess what that brings me back to is the A's. And I was trying to remember because I honestly don't know that much about the A's. Blake Trinan is there? That's Blake what Trinan I know about really well. That's what yeah, I, know I know about the A's is Blake Trinan is doing really well. So it feels kind of sad to me to be like well, there's these other teams where I know these things about these players that are so great, but then those teams, being the, the Sox and the Astros, are then mm-hmm. tainted for me. So I guess the A's, who I know one thing about, gets my back. Like, that just doesn't feel yeah. genuine to me. The other issue with the A's is um, a lot has been written sort of about how they've really 
alienated the community in Oakland um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. via like everyone sort of made a big deal about Moneyball, but and and obviously like using advanced stats to scout guys who you wouldn't otherwise scout and like having a better look at, at players is is I think good. But the fact that they use it to essentially cheap out on guys and flip them mm-hmm. really fast has just broken a lot of like the relationship with the community around. Aside mm-hmm. from just being a generally, you know, shitty practice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's the way baseball's going. So But yeah, and you know, beyond <laughs> that, it's sort of, you know, the the community has felt like you know, they have a crappy stadium. They keep it on like various seats under tarps all the time rather than opening them up that it's a, it's a community that really wants to like the A's, but like Mm -hmm. they trade everyone who people like. Um, So everyone's like, Oh, well I like Matt Chapman, but they're going to trade him. Um, You know, someone was put up, uh, put a picture up on Twitter today of somebody with a custom Jersey, uh, A's Jersey that just said traded on the back. That's, um, I mean, I aww. appreciate the sort of the, the creativity. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess what I got to root for at the end of that day then is I want Stephen Wright to get dysentery and get left off the playoff roster. Yes. Then the Red Sox win the pennant, but Altuve catches the snitch. I think you said the exact same thing last year. <laughs> I, did, I, I did, might, actually. Like, word for word. <laughs> I mean, the easier solution is root for the NL, but that's a little bit harder because, A, 70 teams are going to be playing in the postseason, and um, they are, I'm sorry, they're not going to win. I'm sorry, National League. I love you so much, but you are not going to win. I mean, I think we can take that on faith only if we think that the better team actually wins the World Series. That is that is a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, Does the NL deserve to take the series this year? Not really. But anything, I mean, I, this week is literally living proof that anything can happen in baseball. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's kind of like the AL might exhaust itself getting to the World Series. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the NL won't, um, though I will say, like, last year, like, the Chicago Cubs rolled in and looked just freaking exhausted after playing who? You're welcome at Los Angeles. <laughs> like, we I did mean, that for you. Um, the NL kind of starts at a place of exhaustion, so it's like, that's where they live, so they'll be used to it, whereas the AL, at least this season, has been, like, on... Um, on steroids like i don't yeah. know how else to put it like how okay three guess, teams, three teams in the nl have 100 plus win seasons one of them is a wild card team you mean the al that isn't that what i said you said oh no said i said no sorry al yeah, we've been ignoring the yankees up to now which i think is right. probably a decent choice in life yeah yeah, yeah i'm good with the other, that other wild card team in the in the al which also has 100 wins is the yankees the, but the it's new just york like who <laughs> um, like the the plucky young upstarts the the new york yankees um <laughs> uh, compared to the the like the best of the west in the oakland a's <laughs> um i have to root for the a's over the yankees i mean contractually oh. as a human being you have to root to for that. everyone again before the yankees sorry laura I, but, I don't know astros yankees i might root for the yankees i have a very detailed hierarchy when it comes to the yankees due to my upbringing so it's just like there's all these like but if this but if that but if the moon is full so i'm not offended by your blanket statements but like my relationship with them is very complicated and yeah. in the, in the yankees versus the astros that is really tough because they both have to me like what i see is sort of a similar problem there are likable people on that team 
minus domestic abuser in on the Astros. There are really likable people on the team, and the front and the office Yankees. The Yankees sucks. Yankees. No, no, it's the same. It's, it's the same problem. The Yankees have likable people. The Astros have likable people, and the Yankees still have Chapman. Oh, that. Oh, god. So it's even yeah. more similar. Like yeah, you just pointed like out, Osuna, but it's even more similar than what you said. Yeah, it's like the exact same situation, and it's just like I, I don't. I think I would be like, nope, goodbye, TV, and just like go do something else for the night. I mean, I probably like, can't watch anything anyway. Is the sad thing. Oh, because it's sure. not gonna be on MLB TV. It's not gonna be on MLB TV, and I have no time. It's interesting. That's like true. the last time we missed the postseason, I was immediately unemployed starting the following Monday. And I watched every those, game. Those were not related events, everybody. No. Like, would be Laura was actually the manager the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is not Matt Williams. <laughs> Matt Williams uh, might have actually, be- you know what, we would have been better at the managing at Matt Williams, but like two of us in a trench coat <laughs> would have been better at managing the Matt Williams. I am just going to call that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finally be tall enough finally be tall enough to be in the same photo as like Doug Fister yeah yeah but anyway no not technically related events but it meant that I had all the time in the world and nothing else to do so I watched every single game of that postseason I didn't miss a single one um, no. the ones that overlapped I just tuned into the other one when the first one ended mm-hmm. and this year I honestly don't know if I'm gonna have either the time or the TV access to watch any of the postseason. I mean, that could be a good thing. I suppose, but it's, it's just, it's an interesting dichotomy. The other comparison I wanted to make between this year and the last time we lost the division in 2015 was that year we lost the last game of the season to the Mets, whose fans started chanting beat LA partway through today. We lost the last game of the season to the Rockies, whose fans started chanting beat LA partway through. What? Symmetry. We're just having sort of, I would say it's the same, but it's really not the same. 2015 was a collapse. This year has just been a medium place, as Sydney put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, we finished above 500 that we did also in 2015. Like, the fact that we did better but inconsistent throughout, I guess, maybe that's just the perception of better. But, like, yeah, 2015 felt like at the end was just a, a hot disaster. Right, because we oh, yeah. I mean, we just fell apart. Like, we there had was... the division, and then we handed it to the Mets. Yeah. There was Whereas literally this year, choking. Yeah, this year we never really had it. Nobody mm-hmm. punched a locker, nobody choked anybody else out, but we also never had the division in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, maybe, maybe it's just because I, I tried to set my expectations as being reasonable, they were more reasonable, and I... Mm-hmm. Eh, you know, that's sort of my feeling of, of 2015. I left, I felt bereft at the end of it. And now I feel like, yeah, we all saw this coming and exactly what we predicted is what happened. Mm-hmm. I okay. mean, we wanted better, but it just didn't, did not happen. Um, and it, fittingly enough, we lost, we recorded this literally the last day of the regular season. The Nats lost right before we started, uh, right before we started recording. Lost yeah, very- 9 to 0. <laughs> 12. 12. 12 to 0. God, I forgot about the three runs in the eighth. And, but like having beaten Colorado 12 to 2 the day before. Yeah. It's just like, okay. 
I was I was having this conversation sure. recently that was like the the biggest problem with the Nats this season was runners in scoring position and leaving them there. And I was like, yes, but that's also not the problem because it's like we would have a game where every single runner in scoring position got home and we won 18 to whatever that game against the Mets was. And then the next three games, it would be like we lost one to zero. It's just feast or famine, feast or famine, feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Like, which is a different. Like, runners in, being left in scoring position is indicative of that, but not in the same way. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it was. What was it? Jamie Johnson made the crack about like the Nationals <laughs> aren't porn stars because they can't score or something. Mm-hmm. They can't date <laughs> porn stars because they can't score. Oh well, whatever. I like my version better. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, this is just sort of a, a case of it wasn't risk. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, failing to score with risk or with, yeah, with risk. It wasn't, it wasn't even the bullpen, though obviously it's always the bullpen. It wasn't like, only the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, it was just like a bunch of stuff didn't work for a long time. And then we all knew it wasn't going to work. And then we're like, well, so like instead of solving this problem, let's make other problems like and keep putting sammy solis in against lefties even though we know it doesn't work even though like he clearly like he says he's not injured i think he is i i I couldn't speculate to that i would say it's like we had two teams like they were identical twins and they kept switching places and one of them was very good at baseball and the other one apparently plays um i don't know like double like and that's why they're like the golf better Frisbee right golf. oh lower's better so that's what we want to go for the other team and then they just keep swapping places yeah and but like we had a bunch of guys who who eventually hit above 300 mm-hmm. like yeah you bryce know, finally got his 100 rbis max finally got his 300 strikeouts you know, Rendon's hitting above 300. Eaton's hitting above 300. Soto was hovering around 300 the whole season, which was just disgusting. <laughs> um, Victor Robles is hitting close to 300, believe it or not. Granted, uh, the itty-bittiest of sample sizes. Yeah, yeah, the entirety of September is a sample size. But, but like, still. every game. Yeah, I, still. Yeah. Like, he, he came on and was... Because he was up last year, and we're all like, yeah, he needs a little bit more cooking. And then this year, we're like, oh, he's cooked. Yeah, he's cooked. <laughs> he's cooked. Just bring him back. Um, oh, Juan Soto is going to Japan as part of, like, an exhibition team all-star game thing over you there. You read my mind. Oh. I was about to say that. Yeah. I, I thought this that's so great. Yeah, uh, so apparently he told Kevin Long the other day that he just wanted to play another month of the season. <laughs> Um, he's so 19. Oh my god, sorry, continue. Um, so he basically found a way to do that. He is going to Japan for a six game series in November, which will be played against the Japanese national team. Um, the Masson article about it has eight other players, and uh, eight other players were announced as participants earlier this month including Yelich, Acuna, Molina, and Reese Hoskins. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, we are like, definitely going to be covering that. I hope yep. we can watch it. Fair point. I have to travel for most of November for work stuff and have other obligations, and you can hear me putting that in quotes. Somebody pay for us to go to Japan. Please, 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 someone, please, someone asked us to sell your mattresses so that we can go to Japan and watch the series. Yeah, or something. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah so i mean this is sort of the the good stuff about the season um i was perhaps being teased because of my link of good stuff about the season <laughs> i would never tease you why what are you, are you talking about? Us calling you out by calling yourself out i like to cut it off at the pass uh like a bad sport sydney I, like the picture with me and coda glover where you're like um, i can finally make fun of sydney for gazing at him dreamily and i'm like nope making that my twitter icon thanks this is not fun for me it's so it. fun for me though <laughs> oh my god you did make that your twitter icon i, even I, I yes. was not kidding a hundred percent staring dreamily eyes closed at Coda Glover who is well, inching just, towards Kay. Just like moving farther and farther away by the second. Yeah, um, I mean, I think he can smell crazy, so that's fine. <laughs> I hope he can. Yeah, we hadn't said much about who we want in the NL, frankly. I'm rooting for the I'm rooting for the Rockies. I'm just gonna say that. I'm rooting for the Rockies because of Ian Desmond, because the Rockies, as far as I know, aren't fucking disasters um <laughs> like they don't have josh Hader. they didn't give anybody a freaking standing ovation i'm i'm not fond of the dodgers given that they beat us two seasons ago i mean that's not like a i i don't want to compare that to josh Hader, but like it was the deciding factor um and uh, i hope the cubs and the brewers burn each other down yeah Actually, i can get behind that i mean i have a soft spot as you know for clayton kershaw um, and I want him to get his stupid postseason narrative gone once and for all. So I will say that I'm going to root for the Dodgers to win Kershaw's games. But any other time that they're playing anybody else, I either am ambivalent or am rooting for the Rockies, depending on who ends up playing who. I'm just trying to remember who actually won their divisions. <laughs> the Nobody yet, Nobody Kate. That's Kate. why you're confused. Wait. Oh, this isn't the... Oh, my God. I've been thinking this entire time that it was the wild card play-in game. No. No, 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 no. sorry. Playing the play-in game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to be more specific. So there is a scenario where you could have three teams all be the wild card teams. What? With, there's, no. Okay. There are two wild card slots available. Yes. Yeah. There is a potential for three teams to all qualify for those. No. Yes. There is. This is How? a This is the thing that I was talking about at the beginning when when they changed these rules that this became a potential thing to have happen. Therefore, like you could have one. Say say, um, I'll use the AL for for whatever. You have the Yankees. They're guaranteed their wild card spot, and you have two teams with the same record or and and the same per win percentage that both could be the second wild card team. They have to play a game against each other to find out who's going to play the wild card to play the wild yeah, that's game. not what's happening that's what i thought was happening no that's okay. neither what's happening nor is it technically three wild card teams although i see what you mean yeah, yeah. three teams can qualify for the two wild card slots yes, yes. but that's not what's happening i thought we that that was even, what was happening oh we my god we don't even know who's winning the divisions yeah oh my god Ottawa and milwaukee are tied oh and colorado god. and la are tied do you oh. not get why this is a truck full of baseball cocaine? This is like a totally different drug. I apparently. So what's going to happen is tomorrow <laughs> there's going to be two games that are game 163 of the regular season. For all the marbles with the losers getting the consolation prize of the wild card spots. Wow. Yeah. That's why everyone's been like, ah, Muppet scream. All day. <laughs> 
Yeah, so okay. we don't have a clue who's going to be a division winner and who's going to be a wild card winner. We Except just know that it's going to be these four teams. Oh, Jesus Christ. I definitely, definitely thought it was a different scenario. Nope. This it's is crazy. crazier. Yeah. Um, I hope the Cubs and the Brewers, I hope it goes 25 innings. I hope it's a, a zero zero game <laughs> up to 25 innings. Um, I hope it rains in the middle and that there's an hour and a half rain delay uh, in there. So they have to burn whoever, whatever pitcher was in there. Um, I hope that. I hope that everybody runs wild on John Lester just because that gives me joy. Uh, yeah, I want to run on Lester just just because of the fun. I, I I don't know. I hope that like squirrels dump macaroni all over the field. Like, <laughs> I just want maximum unbridled baseball chaos. You want streakers. You want Japanese baseball cheerleaders. I, what about bees? We haven't had bees in a while. <laughs> We haven't had bees this season, have we? Yeah, no. we've had skunks, but we haven't had bees. I, I want all kinds of wildlife. Um, <laughs> Within reason, I don't want the wildlife getting scared. No, That's no, no one's getting scared or hurt. But like, like I said, squirrels with backpacks of macaroni just start strewing <laughs> it on the field. How did um, you even come up with that combo? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking about what I want for dinner and squirrels. <laughs> Hopefully not. I'm glad it wasn't what I want for dinner and macaroni. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other chaos that could happen. I hope Ichiro puts on one of the team's uniforms and just goes and sits on the bench and goes up to hit. Like, with a mustache. With a mustache and then goes and puts on the uniform of the other team and goes up to hit yeah. for them as well. I would root for any team that is entirely Ichiro playing a baseball game all by himself. <laughs> with a mustache. With a mustache. Multiple mustaches. Yes. Because, you know, um, he has to be a different person every time. And so sometimes he might, like, wear glasses. And, like, like, one time he's just wearing a bandana. Over in a series of disguises. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just That's trying- who I'm rooting for in the postseason. Each row in a series of disguises. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to think of things that would cause baseball chaos that where no one gets hurt. Like, I don't want anyone to actually get hurt. I just want it to be silly and dumb and fun and chaos because, like, we're out of it. So, F it. Yeah. Bullpen carts. Everybody bullpen has to have a bullpen cart. cart in the postseason now. New MLB rule. Yeah. The bullpen cart plays in the game. <laughs> Give it a bat, or no, 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 no. Put put um a pitching machine on top of the bat cart, and it is the relief pitcher. Except Joe Madden takes it out for another bullpen cart in the middle of an at bat. And he gets the grand slam. I like this plan. I, I'm so proud of our plan. Uh, listeners, if you would like to add what would maximize baseball chaos, please let us know. Yeah. Um, Granted, by the time this airs, the chaos will have already happened. But please let us know anyway. Uh, you know what? Some of it. Yeah, I feel like the the wild card game is going to be an extension of this chaos, and Even it's if- all going to bleed into the division series. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, I hope it bleeds into the freaking World Series. Like, I hope the World Series turns out to be. I don't know, each row in a mustache and Andy Pettit. Like, I, that's where I'm at. If we're throwing in My Childhood Heroes, can we have Hideki Matsui, please? Yes. Sure. Actually, I vote for at least one World Series game. Everyone is replaced by an old man from the team's past. Yes. So we just have old man baseball. Or old lady baseball. Because they drafted a bunch of players from other leagues and stuff. 
and like a PR stunt. So get on it. Old people baseball. Old all people genders baseball. accepted. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I'm pro this. Yes. Like, this would it would be so it would theoretically be the first integrated if there were if we're talking like historical figures are eligible too, which obviously mm-hmm. they are. Um, <laughs> there's, there's never been an integrated women's league. Yep. So, so that could potentially be. So this would be the first series of integrated professional women's ball with the, obviously mixed in with the old men. Yep. Yep. I'm totally, totally for this. Mm-hmm. Solid. Um, cool. Okay. Well, bye, Kershaw. Sorry, Altuve. We don't need you anymore. You can go home, go see your kids, get some sleep. Don't worry about it. We have replacements for you. Mm-hmm. Ghosts and eat your own a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm so for all of this. Um, like, yeah, my, my, I'm absolutely rooting for the Rockies, but I'm mostly rooting for chaos <laughs> like the concept of chaos entropy so apparently mike trout then as far as we've newly defined him yes yeah. mike yeah. trout the most unsuspecting of chaos demons <laughs> he'll just show up at game seven cackle and then like have <laughs> lightning rain down <laughs> then they can't play it so the world series has no winner <laughs> you know what he- after all of his time with the Angels, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. Mike Trout declares himself the winner of the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's the only way it's going to happen. Sorry, Angels. Yeah, you saw that they want to sign him to a lifetime contract, and everyone's like, he's going to play when he's 95. He's still going to be the best player who's ever lived, yeah. and the Angels will still be in fourth place. <laughs> Unless he also plays all of the positions in a series of disguises. Um, can we talk about how Otani is adorable? Oh, that was it. Oh, always. Yeah. yeah. Him singing on the bus was adorable. Oh my god, I know. Mm-hmm. I just we just we have such a great like baseball the musical cast going here. <laughs> and it makes me so happy. Like I feel like in years past we didn't get this many like random singing ball players. Because in years past, teams certainly weren't going to share this information with literally anyone. It's but true. Now, it's it's a byproduct of teams finally starting to lean into social media, I think. Mm, but we're like players, too. I mean, yeah, I didn't mean teams yeah. necessarily only in yeah. the official sense, but in the in the broad sense. Um, I mean, I don't think we ever not to bring everything back to clip, but I don't think we ever got video of clip singing, did we? trying to think we saw lots of weird videos of clip doing weird things I'm but i don't think we remember ever saw him i don't think we ever saw him sing no and he apparently liked to sing and or could sing yeah really? i mean i found out about this because there was a new york times article about how he and drew went on a cruise together with their girlfriends <laughs> it was very very careful to specify now um, wives now wives now yeah. wives but at the time it was girlfriends um and clip accidentally entered a karaoke contest and came in second, and Drew was apparently really, really pissed he didn't win because Drew thought he was better than the person that won. And the article included a list of what he sang. Oh no! Um, which is part of which was part of where my Spotify playlist that I tweeted out a little while ago came from. It was like I did it my way. And, oh, of course. <laughs> um, friends in low places. Okay, um, so whatever team Clip ends up on next year, because I refuse to believe that he uh, he is definitely going to keep playing. Okay. we need to write them a lot of impassioned emails and tweets being like please put him in a karaoke contest and film it or just 
film him on the bus. I mean, come on. That's assuming he films, he sings on the bus. Get uh, every stadium has their stupid ass like mid game, get mid game games that they have. Yeah, the like, Mets actually have fun ones. I just, will give them credit for that. Whatever, wherever he is, go stick the microphone in his hand in the bullpen and be like, Tyler Clippard, you're playing this game. Solid gold. Agreed. I think they should let Kike catch, and I think they should make Clip sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could relate these things somehow, because apparently Kike does not like having people sing Kiki Do You Love Me at him. Really? So we, we could, I know, really. I would have expected him to be really into it, but apparently it's gotten old. So we could have Clip be the one singing that to him, oh, and I oh. feel like this could be a really entertaining bit. We just have to get them on board somehow. One, I support this. Two, apparently Madsen and Kike are sharing like space now, mm-hmm. and Madsen doesn't know that Kike can speak English. I saw that. And I this was... seems to be the kind of prank that Kike plays on people. Yes. Like, I don't think that Madsen is the first time that this has happened. I think I... Kike likes to make people, like white dudes around him, think that he can't understand them just because it's funny. I hope so. How but would also... you not know? The dude talks constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's like, were you living? Like, I. I, until this year, didn't know what his face looked like, and I still knew that about him, because it's impossible to avoid this information. Well, he does, I'm sure, do a lot of his, shall we say, energetic babbling in Spanish. Particularly, I mean, there's a lot of Spanish speakers in that clubhouse. There's a lot of Spanish speakers Mm -hmm. in every clubhouse, but, like, particularly, they have a lot of Spanish speakers, so... If Madsen was like self-absorbed enough that he just wasn't paying attention to what the Dodgers were doing at any given time, and so he'd never seen an interview with the guy, I feel like it wouldn't require Kike to like change his demeanor in the clubhouse and be less talkative to just like keep it in Spanish. I mean, I hope it's just a prank. It's totally just a prank. They've said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. saw the headline and I was like. Oh yeah, no. This is a this is a recurring prank that okay. this dude likes to play. Okay, um, and Madsen I, is his victim. You can and, tell. And I it does like... help that Madsen is like a, a pro-Trump, pro-walled asshole. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why so it's like, so satisfying to yeah. know that he's getting yeah. punked by somebody who is a pride and joy of the world. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes me feel significantly better than because I read the headline and I was just like, oh, Madsen's just being racist. I mean, it's like... probably really easy to do this to him because he's such a douche, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the prank is also predicated on the fact that he's kind of racist and well, Kiki is a troll. Yeah, like but I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't at Kike's expense. No, that it's at Madsen's expense. It is very not much clear it. about that. Much ah, like so. those tiny little short dolls, Kike is in total control of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I forgot to mention him as a as a person I'm rooting for. I, I want him to do well. I think he's going to be an MVP catcher in. Uh, the, he, that's the only position he hasn't played. That is the only position he hasn't played. I, they need to just put him in. Like, for the last at-bat of the ninth tomorrow. They were, I mean, they were up 15-0 against the Giants, and everyone's like, this is the time to let Kike catch. Why did they not? Why? That's such a missed opportunity. I assume injury. Like, I assume that when you have a super utility man going into the postseason, you're like, don't break him. Not break his hamate bone. Or or have him just, like, get collided with, and then... All right. Dodgers, I said I was rooting against you. 
I still want you to take Kike and wrap him in bubble wrap for the next <laughs> 24 hours and then let him bounce against walls in the clubhouse because that would be really fun. But like <laughs> the wonderful thing about Kike's is Kike's are wonderful things. <laughs> <laughs> Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. Have we checked to make sure he's not a cartoon character? Technically, no. I can see him being Tigger. You said Kike was the MVP of something, and I've already spaced on my heart. Your heart. The MVP oh, I wanted heart. him to Who's... be an MVP catcher because I was joking. Okay. So who who actually do we think uh, is going to be the MVP? We never got our, like we never got around to letting you out yourself for your <laughs> outline notes, Cindy. Oh, um, what was my what was my favorite things about the season uh, outline note, y'all? You just tagged in a link to Anthony Rendon's Fangraphs page and nothing else. Yep. Sure so did. <laughs> so clearly you think he should be MVP and MVP of your heart as well. I actually don't think he should be MVP of the National League, just of my heart. Who do you think should be the MVP of the, MVP of the National League? Yelich, 100%. Like, real close to the Triple Crown. He's really close to the triple crown. I kind of want to be like, you escaped. We gave you a sock and look what you did. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens. Does Um, kind of look like a house elf. Yeah. Plus, uh, it'll piss Mets fans off. And I'm dying to to have a joke about Mets fans eating my whole ass about Christian Yelich. What do Mets fans have to do with Christian Yelich? Oh, they want DeGrom for MVP. Oh, that. I I can accept an argument for... DeGrom for Sion. Easily. That is an easy argument to make. MVP? Really? Mets? Really Mets? I guess one of the ways that you can calculate war, he has a higher war this year than Kershaw did the year Kershaw won the MVP. So that is the main argument that I have heard. Yeah, I mean, and all of that's fair. And I think if there's, there's something to be unpacked for like, pitchers not winning the MVP much like you know it's that's just a a weird thing that doesn't really have parallels in other sports like every other sport has everyone who starts starts all the games yeah um, and, and I think honestly different. to me it's like also because the Cy Young exists yeah that is the pitcher MVP exactly and so yes the, the reason that the pitchers have their own category is because their position is so fundamentally different and they start so many fewer games. But yeah, I mean, you have the Cy Young. And so to be, to, to win the MVP as a pitcher, I think you have to do something truly historically unparalleled for me to feel that you deserve it. Now, DeGrom has had an incredible season. And as much as I love Scherzer, I will totally accept it if DeGrom wins the Cy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's done something so historically unparalleled that he deserves the MVP. He is a Met and doesn't suck, which is pretty historic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> you no, know, and this is just a case of like, he's he's not arguably the best player in the National League because he's not even arguably the best pitcher in the National League. Like, you're gonna get seriously shit for that. I know. I don't care. It's a like he and Scherzer and Nola, Nola to a lesser extent than Scherzer and, and, and DeGrom have had incredible seasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful seasons. Yes. Doesn't make him the most valuable player, not just to his team, but to Everything. like compared to all players in all the other teams in the National League. A hundred percent it doesn't. And it's silly to, to suggest that. This is going to be truly controversial. I would think that a relief pitcher would be more likely to be an MVP. 
I don't necessarily disagree with you. Because they're more resembling position players in their structure, so it makes more sense? Or what other reason do you... Yeah, I agree, but I don't really know why I feel that way. If you had a relief pitcher who, let's say, played three of every five games, like, and came out and just was incredibly lights out, yeah, I would actually make that argument more. I would also, for me, the stakes are significantly higher with a relief pitcher. So say, take a closer, for example, leaving aside that a, a middle reliever would never win this, like a closer, their one inning is more valuable to the team than the five or six innings of the starting pitcher. If a closer has a bad day, that's make or break for the team. A pitcher having a bad day, the team can survive it, and then they have 30 more starts over the course of the season to fix whatever's going on. So a reliever has got much higher stakes for each one of their appearances. Yeah, and I think like I'm looking at I just wanted to remind myself, like, Mariana Rivera, MVP, won a bunch of MVP awards, MVP. No offense to DeGrom, he's not Mo Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not. Like, it, but, like, and just the 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 sort of, I don't know, it, it's just a case of Mets, The I've seen Mets fans do some absolutely stupid things with numbers to try to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that DeGrom is a more valuable player than Christian Yelich, including including pitcher plate appearances in the calculation. Yeah. Which I was like, uh, y'all, come on. Wow. Um, now, to be like, fair, the Mass and Broadcast also did something kind of sleazy with the Max and DeGrom graphics, but not that level of sleazy. Yeah. And so it's just a case of like, look, I think that Yelich absolutely 100% deserves it. You know, I think that the people who vote for these things care more about is the team playoff bound than is it not playoff bound? Oh, yeah. Um, Sort of is there chatter? Is there a sort of hashtag narrative about he was he was grip tight and raised up from perdition, by which I mean Miami. Like, (laughs) you know, I I, I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, be happy my whole ass. Be happy that he's your pitcher and enjoy it. He doesn't have to win MVP. Everyone knows he's good. This is not one of these, like, if he doesn't win MVP, then clearly this is a disrespect on the Mets. Like, no, everybody thinks he's good. Everybody respects him. That's not a question. Just kind of take your happy pieces and go. <laughs> yeah, and and frankly, if he wins the Cy Young, I'm going to go, okay. Yeah. Much like if Acuna wins the Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up next. I do still think Soto deserves it. And some of that to me is just because he's so much younger and their stats are so comparable. I think Acuna has a very, very slight statistical edge now that the season has ended. But I think that Soto has accomplished it at such a younger age and with such a quicker rise that I think you need to take that into account. And to me, admittedly extremely biased, that does override that very slight edge in incredibly similar stats. Whether that'll be true for the people who actually get to make this decision, I don't know. I'd say, I mean, I want Soto to win, obviously. I'm not going to be upset if Acuna wins, because again, it's. It, I think the main thing, the difference is like, Acuna is better at defense than Soto because Soto's been in the big leagues for five entire minutes and doesn't true. know how to play. Um, but as far as the people who vote on this, Juan Soto, for the reasons you're talking about, has a more compelling story than Acuna. Um, like, and so, and I mean, these things get decided on that all the time. Like, if Christian Yelich had actually hit triple crown, which I'm not sure if tomorrow's stats are going to count. They, they do. That. They do. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. still possible. He will win MVP, even if everyone else was playing exactly the same. If he, or 
one notch below, he's going to win MVP if he hits the triple crown. That's just, it's not that because that is the way um, that, that the people who vote on this, the baseball writers of whatever voters, that's how they think. That's why Miggy um, Cabrera won the triple crown blah, blah, blah years ago instead of Mike Trout, even though Mike Trout was far and away the better overall player. Yeah, so, and and I yeah. think that's also Acuna's on a playoff bound team. True, but Soto has the more compelling story. So then, which one then becomes? And I mean compelling because he's nineteen. Yeah, right? and and the other issue is Acuna is a center fielder, which is a defensively more challenging position than being mm-hmm. a left fielder. But I'm like, these folks don't care about fielding. No, let's be honest. Not unless it's somebody like. I mean, somebody who's just absolutely like head and shoulders above everyone else and is like Robin home runs left and right kind of situation, you know? Um, actually, speaking of Anthony Rendon's fans, fan graphs, <laughs> um, and I, I want to be clear that while Rendon had the best season of his career, I don't think he should be MVP. I think he should be an MVP finalist, but I don't think he should be MVP. He is the only like one who's he's the only guy in the National League in the top four or five um, in terms of FWAR who doesn't have a negative DWAR or defensive <laughs> WAR. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's, great. I like, mean, and and perversely, he has a worse defensive a, a worse DWAR than he did last year by like factor of like 50% and he's still not negative. Really? It's just negative. Now maybe it's defensive run save. No, it's not defensive run saved. It's just D-War. I uh, find it hard to believe that he actually dropped that much. That um, seems like a, a large drop and I'm like, I didn't see that. They tend to overvalue him a little bit in terms of his defense, I think. Oh, so um, this is more like a course correction, maybe? I, no, I don't know. So Fangraphs and baseball reference war for for Rendon, not that I look those up at all obsessively, um, tend to be pretty different from each other because of defense as the main driver. Like obviously mm-hmm. offense speaks for itself, but the way that they do the the defensive calculations do tend to be a little bit different. Um, with baseball reference, I think undervaluing his defense and with fan graphs, I think overvaluing a little bit. So somewhere in the middle is actually the correct number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like compared to everybody else, He's um, one of the reasons, even though his um, uh, offensive war is actually lower than like Goldschmidt's and a, and a couple other guys, his D war being actually greater. I think maybe I'm talking out of my ass and D war is, is a factor of defensive run saved and negative is better, but I don't, I'm 99.9% no. sure it's it's not. I don't think yeah. so. I think um, right. Like his, his defense is what gets him to being second to Yelich when you look at the Fangraphs F4 mm-hmm. rankings for the National League. So, yeah, like, I don't think that any of, of the voting takes defense into account at all. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, uh, because if it did, Arenado would win more. That's true. Yeah. I mean, they did. They were just talking about how he might win another gold glove just because at this point it's what he does and nobody wants to rock mm-hmm. that boat. I don't necessarily think Tony should beat him for it this year, but I think there have been other years when I thought Tony absolutely should have beat him for it, and it was just kind of like, okay, you're giving it to Arenado because it's what you do. I, Tony's actually been pretty good defensively this year. I think he has like six errors on the year. I think he's been pretty good. I just think he's had better years. So the the issue is with him and with Arenado is Arenado makes those beautiful like highlight reel athletic plays. Mm-hmm. Tony doesn't because Tony has better defensive positioning. That is true. He knows where to be. And so he doesn't have to lay out. He does make these awesome barehanded plays. 
um, which do tend to be more highlight reel, but he doesn't tend to have to like lay his whole body out to sacrifice it to the gods mm-hmm. of baseball because like he's in the right place. Yeah, um, I think for me, I just happened to be watching for a few of his games this year where he made more errors or he made any errors, I really should say. And so in the sense of like, like those particular games being the ones that I watched, I have a more biased view of his season. And so I don't think that he had a bad defensive season for him. I just think that he's had better. And maybe that's not accurate, but that's the sense that I've been feeling for the yeah. last couple of months. Well, Fangraphs agrees with you compared to last year. I, you know, this is a case of de- defensive defense in terms of the way that the analytics done is done just swings very violently. And again, I think for voting, it's taken into account zero because like the three finalists last year were Stanton, who is fine defensively, uh, and then two first basemen. <laughs> you know, like no one cares. I think it's probably they pick the people who are offensively the best because that's the obvious and easiest to sort of rank. And then then defense becomes this uh, another factor, but they're never going to put somebody who's like a shortstop and who doesn't hit, for example. Yeah. So like an incredible shortstop who's hitting 275 is not going to be MVP. Yeah. Like they want hit the ball far. Big, big boom. Or a lot. Or, or a lot. Or, or both, both, ideally, in the case of Christian Yelich. <laughs> I think it, you know, so, you know, and I think for the AL, like, the MVP is is wrapped up. Yes. Yeah. Like, probably. if it's not Mookie Betts, we're, we should burn down all of baseball. I mean, it's... I mean, if it's not Mookie Betts, Boston is going to burn down all of baseball. You don't have to do that because it, it's going to happen. They're going to do it. You could probably also make a case for J.D. Martinez, but then Boston will still not burn anything down. Right? And literally Mike Trout, who is having the best season ever to of anyone who have, has ever played baseball. I mean, he's Mike, I mean, Mike Trout is perennially going to be in the conversation at bare minimum unless the chaos god... He just decides like he's going back to chaos world. But like, Mike Trout has decided to like leave the Angels for the winter court. Like, <laughs> sure, sure. He's or, going back to his yeah. his elf ancestry. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's gonna he'll be ninety years old and he'll still be in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, like it's it's mostly it's like okay, give the award to Mookie Betts. Thanks. Let's let's move on. Yeah. I think it's pre- it's I think it's probably gonna come down to between Mookie Betts and JD Martinez, but. Um, depending on how they want to weight that. But uh, either way, Red Sox probably won't be burning anything to the ground. Cy Young, I am admittedly not paying attention to how the uh, AL pitching is going. I'm guessing from the amount of offensive statistics that they have and how they're absolutely trouncing the National League as far as offensive statistics, that probably means the pitching is not going great. <laughs> um, so Blake Snell uh, for the AL is actually has a has a um, DeGromian ERA of 1.89. Is real? Blake Snell, yes, he's a person. Why? What is he? A he... pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. Ray, that was my question. Thank you. Who play in Tropicana Field in a place called Tampa? I got that. I didn't yeah. know. What, I didn't know what team he was on, and I wasn't. I wasn't a hundred percent sure if he was human. He's a sea pancake. He's a majestic flap flap. <laughs> 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 okay, so he's got a Degrami and ERA. Yeah. Um. The next one is Trevor Bauer. Let's not talk about him because. Um. Then Justin Verlander. Actually, he's fine. He's an Astro. Whatever. Garrett Cole. He's an Astro. Um. Corey Kluber. We feel I think relatively neutral about. Yeah. And then um, he's still in Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in Cleveland. And then also in Cleveland is Mike Clevenger, who I was telling Kay 
Um, I thought I had told you guys this story, but I think I only told Ursula this story on um, Flipping Bats and Winning Games. Mike Clevenger reminds me of when I had a, a colleague come up to me at school um, and kind of go, Sydney, Sydney. I was like, what? How do you tell if a white boy is high? Oh, yes. <laughs> and I went, uh, uh, who? And they're like, this kid's name? Yeah, he's high. Mike Clevenger, who I don't think is high all the time, kind of reminds me of that story, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is high. Who knows? He's he's looks very sweet, <laughs> is what I'll say. He looks like the opposite of Trevor Bauer, thank God. <laughs> Well, like. Trevor Bauer notwithstanding, I think to me it would be nice to let the Rays have something nice this year. I mean, his numbers look better than Verlander's, but then Verlander's Verlander is on a championship team or yeah, playoff bound team. Yeah, so I will root for Blake Snell in that case. That's his name, right? Yep, yep. that okay. is his name. I will He's vote like like for the for the Snake Man because that's what Snell makes me think of. I don't know why Snake and not Snail. You know what? My brand does what it does, and we've all just accepted that by now. <laughs> um, so I will root for the Snake Man because I think that Tampa should get to have nice things other than just Kevin Kiermeyer's eyelashes, which of course are very, very nice things, but are not baseball. They're things. the real MVP of your heart. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I will. You know, and I'll join you in rooting for a majestic C flap flap. Sure. Sure. I mean, I think the Rays are kind of a little bit garbage with this opener thing, but like, whatever. Blake Snell kind of, I believe, kicked our ass at least once, so I'm good with it. I have no cat in this box, so Snell, sure, let's go for <laughs> Snell. <laughs> Snake man. See, <laughs> flap, flap. See, flap, flap. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that'll be fine. I'm just, I have no no attachment to it. Um, yeah, Like, I'm looking at the stats. Did you know the Astros have a good pitching staff? Gee. Weird. How, weird how that happens that the team with over 100 wins has good pitchers on it you know <laughs> odd um i do enjoy charlie martin's like little like i actually like his little stupid goatee so <laughs> and his curveball and his curveball but the stupid goatee more um but other than that yeah I, my feelings about the al are pretty limited they don't even hit did, they, did you guys know that <laughs> I know. How can you really win a Cy Young if you don't even tisk, hit? Tisk, 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 tisk. So, you know, you got to be a two-way player. That's what I'm going to say. You like gotta, we just, you gotta. You know what? I think I know that there's a silver slugger for pitchers, but I think that there should be like a legit pitching, batting trophy beyond the silver slugger. Like, like the, the batting title for pitchers. Yes, the best relief pitcher batting title or something you want no you want more like the like individual words like the superlatives kind of situation so you can be like best face of confusion when holding a bat <laughs> or best um saving off tomorrow, most surprising hit yeah tomorrow, the most equipment for this <laughs> like, so i i think that is what the what they should have we didn't talk about nl silver slugger because the the the, There's no the, conversation to have. I yeah. know who's. I know who deserves it. The, the, <laughs> I mean, I mean. Do you have anything to add to this? No, I don't. I just figured, you know, we're gonna cover all of our bases, as it were. Yes, Max Silver <laughs> Slugger. Is anyone else even close? I I do not believe so. Okay. There, yeah, mm, I don't remember who. Somebody in the West was like making noises. I was not happy. I was like, Mad Bum wasn't. No, he actually wasn't this year. It wasn't someone that I was familiar with. 
And I don't know that it is Googleable. I'm going to pose this question knowing that we are getting close to having to end this. Yeah. But we can think about this for next time. Shohei Otani, if he ever qualified for a silver slugger, what position would it be at? Mm, that's deep. I'm posing that for next time. Listeners, think. Uh, please uh, think on it and let us know your thoughts as well. I, that could be like a 40-minute discussion, so we're going to move on past it. Um. <laughs> yep. So I feel, and you guys can override me on this, but I feel that before we go into our official wrap-up routine, the last thing to just like take a moment with, in case it is our last moment with it, full to full, is just to take a moment with the fact that Bryce had his last double and his last at bat today and it was a very good hit and he was very fired up and I would like to thank the Rockies offense actually because I was on my way home and I would not have gotten to see Bryce's last at bat if the Rockies hadn't dragged out the previous inning for so long so thank you to the Nationals bullpen and the Rockies offense for taking so long that I was able to get home in time to watch Bryce hit that double in his last at bat of the season just in case. And that's where my fun fact comes in, which is courtesy of Mark Zuckerman. Bryce played his 927th game as a Washington National today. That was the exact same number of games that Ian Desmond played as a Washington National. I thought the fun fact was going to be that he had 34 doubles and 34 home runs and a 3.4 war. That is also an extremely fun fact. Like, that was actually a fun fact. Yours was a sad fact. I'm sorry. It was a sad fact. It was a fun fact that he had his, yeah, he had his 34th double. But yeah, so it's all a little bit. Sorry. I thought you were being hyperbolic. No, that happened today. He has 34. All three of them, though? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're in the baseball twilight zone, but we knew that. Are we? No, I mean, I don't know if we're even in the twilight zone. Are we on a prank show? Well, and Soto has 22 homers. I wanted him to pass Bryce so badly. Yeah, me too. But for having homers? him do 22... What? Sorry, you wanted him to pass Bryce for homers? For a 19-year-old. Oh, okay. Because no yeah. one's going to beat Con- um, Conigliaro, but like yeah. he could pass he Bryce. Bryce's with- teenager record, yeah. But yeah, having yeah. him end with his number, with Bryce also ending with a bunch of stuff with his number, is pretty cool. Are we actually... Mike Trout, are you filming this? Are we on a baseball prank show? I hope to God that the past several years have just been a freaking prank show. Oh, God. Or an alien zoo. I will take that. I, you know what? <laughs> yes. Mike Trout, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> well, the baseball chaos is a little funny, but everything else is not funny. Yeah. Like, it's time to peel back, you know, whatever, and let us see your true alien weather witch elf face. It's the same face. I know, and it's wearing khakis, weirdly. (laughs) How does a face wear khakis? And why are they pleated? (laughs) I did not bring any fun facts to this conversation. (laughs) Other than I wanted uh, Soda to to pass Bryce. Yeah, that's all I wanted, though, was for us to just take a moment and recognize and sit with Bryce's last game of the season today. In case, it is his last game as a national. And I think at the end of the day, none of us have a clue what is going to happen. And so there's no real use spending any time speculating on that. We will not but be speculating. <laughs> just in case, yeah. there it is. I'm glad I got to watch it. And and I will say, I think I personally want to revise sort of some of my cynicism. And I know that's weird for me. <laughs> Are you ill? I, yeah, maybe. But like, 
I always found Bryce to be, I, I liked him as a player. I thought he was fun. I thought he was, you know, whatever, a really good player to watch. He was good to have on our team. But I always found him to be very media trained, a little bit insincere in what he did. And if he's been insincere in the past four months, he should get a fucking Oscar. Because, like, it's clear that it's more emotional than that. And maybe I'm just, like, being sold his his insincerity. But, like, he has seemed genuinely, like, I don't know. He, he seems like he genuinely maybe doesn't want to move. Now they're going to roll up a Brinks truck full of money at him. So, like, for that, I would move anywhere. But... <laughs> You know, I think that that he at least has done this in, and I hate to word, use the word classy, but as as mature a way as possible. Yes, that's a better. Um, that's that's. I like that better than classy. I think that's more what you mean, and with less of the grossness. And I would totally agree, honestly. And I, I perhaps have been too naive about Bryce and taking him at face value. So it's reassuring to hear that from you, um, <laughs> because I tend to be very easily taken in by oh you say you like us and i want that to be true so i believe it and so it's it's reassuring to me to hear that you also feel that he's being sincere about this whether that means that he's going to stay or not and it doesn't at this point but but the fact that you also feel that i i have been feeling that way so thank you for saying that yeah so i you know i i I know we have a backup plan and we also have another backup plan beyond the backup plan and we have soto and robles for years and we have eaten until like 2021 or something like that you know so we clearly were and we have michael a taylor um like we were clearly planning around this eventuality but how do i put this like could he, can he stay just a little while oh won't you stay you are accusing me of um <laughs> kidnapping players i'm not gonna give him iron slices laced with laudanum all right i, I didn't either oh god and you weren't considering it uh, at no. all guys we don't want them to get restraining orders against us <laughs> hey why do you wasn't have all this considering hatred? it <laughs> like if not to put laudanum on them Again, laudanum? That's the first thing that comes to mind? I, I don't know how to kidnap someone, Lara. I, Sometimes I, I think you're a medieval surgeon. It involves a burlap sack. We've had this discussion. And a big van. But hey. my lover was like, I can smell you're crazy. I'm going to move over here now. And I'm like, to that's K. That's not better. But <laughs> sure. I keep the crazy deep inside where they can't see it. All right, guys, we were going to end on a nice note. I think we're ending on a nice note. <laughs> Well, we're extremely but, on brand, at least. Okay, I think let's go round robin. Favorite moment of real quick favorite moment of this past season. We're talking about saving, saving the good stuff here. I mean, obviously, Max's three hundred strikeout. I feel like I'm not really allowed to say that because it's so obvious. But if it's your favorite, it's your favorite. It's hard to pick a single favorite Max moment. So I feel like that moment to me is less of the individual moment and more just a culmination of the joy that it has been to watch him this season. And that was the moment that quantified what that felt like. And the fact that they were showing Erica clearly losing her shit in the stands and I was losing my shit and everybody was losing their shit. And it was just like, like him getting 300 and Bryce getting a hundred RBIs. I wanted those things for them. So badly because they wanted those things for them so 
badly. And obviously the season didn't go the way anybody wanted in the macro sense. But those two numbers are such a big deal. That was that was what made this season feel not just like the medium place to me, but like we still accomplished something. That's mine. It was awesome. Like I screamed loud enough to, mm-hmm. to scare the cat. <laughs> okay, who's next? Well, yours was real sweet. I was going to say we had a record of 69-69. So maybe we should just skip me and go. No, no, no. no. Lean into it. Go. Lean into it. I mean. Nice. It's nice. (laughs) In a season of mediocrity, to me, sometimes thinking about like, oh, this really, really amazing player thing happened. Or this really, like, focusing on that sometimes makes me more frustrated because... I'm like, you're good. This team good. Why why is this happening? Why is the golf playing team here? We need the baseball playing team here. <laughs> like it makes so it makes me frustrated to be like, oh, I really loved it when blah 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 hit a home run that flew to the moon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like finding the little things that are like, you know, this is a, a an unusual thing to happen. And it was kind of nice when it did. It's funny. It's enjoy. Like it's, it is a pure moment in an otherwise <laughs> frustrating backdrop. You know? And also, it was really fun to watch everyone on Twitter collectively <laughs> nice. stop and start watching for this, and then collectively absolutely lose their minds when it happened. That was hilarious. Yeah. And, like, it's a kid's It's fun. We should never explain to children why it's funny. But, like, it's fun. So, like, I don't know. I have to say, like, anything that sort of lightens it up. Because, like, it's silly. It's fun. Yeah. It was just fun. It was just a a pure little moment of, like, (laughs) sure, if we were playing to our abilities, this would never have happened. So the fact that it did. Nice. (laughs) Nice. A very nice season. (laughs) Um, I will say something that you all probably will not predict. Mm-hmm. It's not Tony Rendon related then. It is not Anthony Rendon related. Okay. Well, maybe a little. (laughs) I have two things. One, I'm currently wearing a youth large Soto jersey that I bought while slightly tipsy the last time I was at a game. (laughs) And to commemorate the fact that he hit in his first at bat a beautiful home run. And like, we were like, oh, we're all kind of scuffling. Who's this kid? He seems good. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he never stopped being, oh, my God. Um, like, he came out of the baseball factory, like, baseballed. And the fact that he also just, and and he has, like, a LaRochean understanding of the strike zone. It just, it makes me so happy um, mm-hmm. that, like, this large, uh, this large, child and he is so much younger than all of the kids that i taught is the other thing like when i say that i mean that with a good enough sample size to Mm -hmm. to say it like is just so good at it and he's having so much fun with it and you we all got to be like with him on that Mm -hmm. of getting to to remember that this is supposed to be something fun and silly and a learning experience and like cool um, and it just gets lost and and I think a lot of the other things that happened this season. So that's my first thing. But I mentioned being slightly tipsy because I was also with Kay at the time, I believe. And we were at a Nats fan gathering that Laura was at in spirit and in Twitter, <laughs> but not in reality. Um, but it just 
got me thinking about, you know, us getting together throughout the season and you guys came and like had pom-poms out for me at like Saber Seminar and like we got to hang out and we got to to hang out with Nat's Twitter who were who are generally pretty awesome and just like yeah. So if I get to pick two things, those are my two things. I mean, I feel like the second one for me anyway always goes without saying maybe I should say it more. Like like it's great to be the the amount of times we, the three of us were actually able to hang out together was like great you know it's yeah not i mean that it I meant, should take for granted it meant a lot to me to have you guys up here for saber seminar that mm-hmm. was really really cool for me not because me visiting you guys isn't wonderful and i love coming to dc you know having you guys here and having me being able to point out you know this is where i went for such and such and here's like <laughs> my thoughts about fenway and mm-hmm. yes you're laughing at the where i've peed tour of boston i know <laughs> um <laughs> It was all inside the building, guys. Like, it was in a bathroom inside <laughs> yeah, the building. In, let's be in bathrooms. Not in, in toilets. Because just that's, saying inside the building is not actually all right, specific. All enough. right. That's not what I was referring to when I talked about places I got to show you guys. Laura has sent Mark Doll of Boston. You got to put your kitties. Yes, you got to meet the cats. There was yeah, no, it was, it was really, really cool having you guys here so and it was really it's been so great sydney seeing you presenting this research and having so many people really sit up and listen as they should but it's it's just been really great to watch and support you in that i've really loved it this season and i'm really excited to keep doing it but like i guess i i had a lot of fun with you guys up at saber seminar and it was great that's the season from my perspective Last queer fancy stats. Yes. Um, so the final regular season numbers are in for Murphy, who, as you have all heard, presumably by now, um, he has been playing for Chicago. So there has been a donation going to Howard Brown Health Center in, D- in Chicago, the Midwest's largest provider of health and wellness for the LGBT community and people living with HIV. So the final donation after he walked and doubled in today's game is up to $52.23. So if you are interested in matching that, please go to Queer Fancy Stats on Twitter and you can go ahead and donate $52.23 or the amount of your choice to Howard Brown Health Center. Um, As well, you can find all of the information on the various types of donations for different teams, different players based on different things. Um, If you never got around to matching the Trey Turner donations, we would urge you to consider doing so. You can find all of that information at Queer Fancy Stats on Twitter. There is a spreadsheet and you can find all of the numbers that you might need as well as recommendations, though only recommendations on where you might choose to donate that money to. Um, The whole point is to be donating to charities related to the groups harmed by the different types of things that these players have done and said at different points in time. So if you have a local LGBT organization or a racial justice organization or et cetera, et cetera, that you personally feel moved to donate to instead of the ones recommended, obviously please do that. But if you wanna know where to start, there's some really, really incredible organizations. And Jen Rubenstein who runs Queer Fancy Stats um, we love and very much respect all of this work that they're doing because this so far has raised a ton of money for some very worthy causes and is one of my favorite things that people are doing to address some of the systemic problems in baseball 
on a fan level where we can only do so much institutionally, but we are doing what we can. So the final queer fancy stats <laughs> of the season, there it was. Sid, do you have a short relief coming out? Um, I do. Uh, so coming up, so last week was the medium place. Yeah, sorry if you didn't read it, check it out. Uh, this week is probably going to be about um, not quoting Juan Soto verbatim when he makes very minor grammatical errors uh, uh, involving a uh, story about how a cheesemonger in Athens was once somewhat mean to me. Okay. Looking I'm forward very to that. curious to see that the <laughs> correlation. Yeah. Um, um, and then I am presenting at the Midwest Pop Culture Association Conference in Indianapolis. Uh, so if any of our listeners, for whatever reason, are there, come say hi. Come check out my presentation. Um, and uh, I am probably going to be writing up uh, some more comprehensive analysis on uh, ejection stuff. It's finally gotten to a point x number of months later where i'm i'm ready to to more or less hit publish so yay i guess with that is oh time um mazel tov, mazel tov to steve golden <gasps> yes who got married yesterday okay. <laughs> to his fiance dana who's now his wife dana that's steve who's nats in ny who brings a lot of joy to a lot of people so mazel tov steve and dana i hope the glass he broke had like a curly w on it <laughs> Okay, Kay, you okay. can you can check us out on our website, restingpitchface.com. Um, that has links to our Twitter, Resting Pitchface with no G, best place to sort of answer some of the questions we have posed to you in this episode. Or just come and, you know, shoot the shit with us in the off season. Check out we also have links to our merch store and keep an eye on it because I am going to be working on some new stuff to put in there during this off season now that I actually have graphic software again. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll try to let you know if and when stuff goes in there. There's next year. We have next year, and we're going to do better. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. You gotta have hope. Thank you.